Hello and good morning, everyone. Today's podcast is an exciting topic, and it's a topic that we've we've touched on before, talked about before. It's been at the core of almost any motivational speaker has had a similar topic. We think we're going to evolve it a little bit further in our conversation today, but today's topic is pursuit of excellence, and more importantly, how to avoid mediocrity. Our trio of of comedians today include myself, Blake Roberts, and the doctor of, of comedy and communication, Ellis Posner, and the ever interrupting and what Diana? What is your what is fashionable. your fashionable and fashionable fashionista. and fat and, and, and our favorite fashionista, real estate fashionista, real estate fashionista, and more importantly, president and leader of peer to peer brokers. Hello, everyone. Diana Roberts. So you know, as I kind of. Um, intonated that this is a topic we hear often. It doesn't veer much from, you know, Nike's just do it. It's get out there and get off your ass and do it, make it happen. Um, you have the ability to be great, achieve greatness, but there's so much more to this equation than just getting out of bed and deciding one day, I'm going to eat my Cheerios and I'm going to be great. It really is a, is a philosophy that needs to be ingrained in you. And we all have that voice inside that says, I, I can't do it. I can't make it happen. So today's conversation, just some real quick bullet items, then we'll jump right into kind of an open dialogue. Uh, the three of us have not orchestrated what we're talking about beyond the, the high level. So this is an organic conversation between the three of us. And we're hoping that three of us have a way of bringing our ideas together so it's all a, a cogent, meaningful conversation. But in the pursuit of greatness and excellence, I think a key is, and these are just my ideas, you have to keep your ego in check. Ego, I think, is the death to almost any business pursuit. An unchecked ego is the way to get out of the business quickly. Um, you know, the other thing that's kind of a horrible thing to say, but it's true, we are not all created equal. You know, maybe in the eyes of our forefathers, as citizens of the United States, we're created equal. But, you know, we're, we're all so different, and we're made up of all of the sums of our parts, and those parts are never the same based on our families and based on our education and based on you know, our socioeconomic levels, we're not equal. But all these things add up to who we can be and what we can achieve. But we all can pursue our best. You guys are being awfully quiet. You're welcome to interrupt me anytime you like. Okay. We're all on our best behavior today. I see that. <laughs> the ever-interrupting Diana hasn't interrupted me once. The, the sometimes interrupting Ellis, but we'll keep it going. Okay. Um, but the most, you know, important thing for me in this conversation is what is your personal best? And the, the imagery and... Um, metaphor that we think works best, and I've talked about this before, is sports. And today, I was thinking, back when I was actually a marathon runner, my personal best run for a marathon was three hours and 45 minutes. And that was training 20, 30 hours a week, and that was me at 150 pounds, and that was, that was my personal best. And there wasn't much, and I had a coach, and I had, you know, team around me, that was my personal best, and there wasn't much more I could do to increase that speed. Maybe by five or ten minutes if I trained more or found a different coach, but I was never going to be the guy who was going to win the Boston Marathon. And that's, I can't change that. And that applies to our individual personal greatness or excellence. We have a limit we can achieve. We can try and go for it, but there's kind of a, a ceiling we all are going to hit that is our physical, mental, psychological limit. Do you guys agree with that? 
Yeah. 100%. So in my world, um, that is five traits I think an individual has to have to succeed in pretty much any sort of business, especially real estate. You need to be smart, which means that you need to be educated, you need to be well-trained, you need to be overall intelligent and well-informed. You need to be aware of your surroundings. You need to be aware of what's going on around you. Overall, a smart person. You need to be creative. You need to think outside of the box, which means that you look for the competition, you see what the competition does. You're not copying it, but you're making it better and you're making it uh, to your own. But you need to know what's going on. You need to be creative. You can't just be the same as next door. Otherwise, why would they choose you? So you're, you're going right into real estate thing, right? Right, so or any sort of sales job or any sort of job you do in life and you're trying to achieve something, these are the traits you have to have. You, as a quick aside, Diana and I had a conversation with my family members this morning whose company's having a problem. And that family member, instead of saying, oh, you know, you're right, we need to fix this, she went into a defensive mode. And I think in our business, if there's an issue with your particular business, problem solve, be creative, always move forward. If someone says, hey, I wish your business did this, the way you're doing business turns me off. It's mm -hmm. be creative and, and evolve, right? Is that right. part of your belief system, evolving also? Yes, you need to be creative, you need to push the envelope, um, you know, you need to think outside of the box, but you need to be still an individual to your own individuality. So but just by going with the, with the herd and do what everybody else does is not going to make you successful. Can I jump in on that? Correct, yes. Okay. So one of the biggest mistakes, this ties into what you've both been talking about, that I see people in the real estate industry make is trying to copy other people and going with the herd. And herd mentality. Herd mentality. Yes. And it's, it's the exact wrong thing to do. And it's a total misinterpretation of why that other person may have been successful. So the classic is, or one of the classics is, that you join a brokerage, not peer-to-peer, -peer, but if someone was at some other brokerage, and they hear that a certain agent went and door-knocked. So now the other person is going to say, well, I'm going to door-knock. Or they hear that someone made cold calls, or, or someone did, built their business through... Um, but what, what you're missing, Ellis, is they made a cold call and they got a five million dollar buyer. Right, right. Or they door knocked and, right. and they got a ten million dollar estate well, well, sale. Well, even people who do it consistently and built their business on it, or they worked an open house, or they got referrals, or whatever it is, or or I had someone mention to me last week that they heard of some agent who was doing some kind of events. Maybe they should do events. So it's just taking these random things, and the reason I say it's a misinterpretation is this. All of us, and I'm big on excellence, so two things about me is one thing is every day I try to improve in some way. Most days I fail miserably. Right. <laughs> I don't I, think so. But, but okay. I try to improve in many aspects of my life every day, and I measure those, and I hold myself to a high standard because what drives me is excellence. Excellence is not necessarily perfection, but it's doing more than the average and setting a new standard that other people will try to achieve. And there have been times in my real estate career, as well as other things I've done, when I have hit excellence for about 30 seconds and then come back to reality. But the mistake people make when they look at what other people are doing in this business is that 
So you, you have to start with yourself. Start from inside out. What could I possibly do that might, be, that might set me apart, differentiate me, and add value? A mistake that realtors make in general is they believe that there is some unique quality that they have, which is just usually totally average and pedestrian, or you know, um, just something that will not set them apart. But if you start with, you know, hmm, I'm really good uh, on, uh, well, I knew for me, I'll just tell my own story, and I've told this before, is I knew I could set myself apart 10 plus years ago on the internet. Right. Because I, that's what I knew. That's what I understood. And I knew competing with, I don't care who it would be, the top realtors in the area, that 10 plus years ago, 15 years ago probably at this point, I would be on an equal footing. You know, I could set myself apart. Now, if someone today said, oh, gee, I want to go get some websites and do what Ellis did, sure, go ahead. You're 15 years behind me. But are you great at that? Are you going to be great? Now, there's been people... Uh, who have actually abandoned websites per se, and we've seen this, Blake, when we researched some people, whose only internet presence is social media. Right. And they're great at social media, probably much better at social media than I would ever be. You know? let's, let's talk about social media for a minute. Yeah. Social media has become social excess. Social, yeah. And I can only see so many, so many photos of cups of coffee about where you're having your company meeting. I, I, I'm overwhelmed by it. Yeah, well, so it's, mostly, it's mostly garbage. Right. I, I don't know if you guys saw, but I was walking with my wife in the Santa Monica, and we saw some guy jumping on one of the Slack I saw your thing. I, I got more views on that than most people get on the stupid real estate videos they post. But let's, let's, let's because it was interesting. It was interesting, it was in the moment, and it was authentic. And I, but more importantly, it was unique. It was yeah. unique, yes. Right. It was unique. And I didn't even know this whole slacklining thing existed. Another agent who happens to be Friends of me on social media pointed out, I looked it up. But it was like it caught people's attention. And I knew it when I was there because I understand what great content is. Right. And as we were there, I said to my, my wife and I were looking, I go, wow, let's look at this. And I said, hey, listen, let me capture this. Not be, And I didn't put it on my real estate site. I put it on it my personal Facebook mm-hmm. site. And it got like a ton of, you know, a ton of views. I was really chuckling about right. it. But that's the point I'm making is to look within yourself as far as your real estate business goes and say, what can set me apart here? What unique attribute or what do I have that's unique that would bring to the table? Now, that's easier said than done. It requires a lot of let's be honest, let's get real, let's understand myself. And one of the things I love to put a little... Uh, plug here about peer to peer is you guys totally I think plugged into when you started this company and built it what's unique about you and the other people that have joined let's, us let's touch that, that we could attract out to the public and that's what sets peer to peer apart but if you think of anything anything right. that we usually like you know or has become iconic or you know is is different it's because it's unique and different and everything else is copying it Right. And I'm just saying in business, what can you do, no matter what business you're in, that is going to be unique to you? And, so and you, even in right. real estate, as commoditized as it is, uh, there is something unique each of us about ourselves can plug into. Right. You know, 
but you can't plug into, well, someone else you know, has got involved in charitable organizations, so I'm going to get involved in charitable organizations, unless you are organically, naturally involved in those organizations. Or someone else is good at door knocking. You know, most people go out and start door knocking in areas where no one knows them, they have no story, they have no success, you know, no one's well, home. They hand a business card also. But they, but they hand out a business card, right? But if you grew up in a neighborhood and you... Um, you know, know people there and your kids go to school or whatever, then yeah, going out and talking to neighbors about what you're doing, door knocking is a great thing to do. So, but it's, and it is becoming more and more difficult for any of us to find something about ourselves that is unique that we can then leverage into building our real estate business. And when you start out in the business, you kind of have to pay your dues or pay the price, I like to say. And you have to do all these kind of negative things to get you nowhere. Negative right. meaning like, you know, I spoke to 100 people at open houses and, you know, they all gave me fake phone numbers. But, you know, you have to go through that. But the real phone numbers get, for somebody. Yeah, the, the, the real, right, because that somebody, you know, told them um, what, um, uh, something that got their attention. Right. Now, now let, me, let me interject. So uh, peer, to, peer, yeah. peer to peer as a company. We have tried, and we've done a pretty good job. I give us a, a B plus, maintaining our our mission statement. Initially, was be true to ourselves. We wanted this company. It was just for Diana and myself. We were so fed up with the South Bay brokerage scene that we wanted an environment that we could come in the door and say we love being here. Nothing has changed. We love being here. So we created this business. Everything we do, for the most part, is about what we love, and hopefully, over time, we attract people who also want to be part of that. But if you go back to our subject today, which is, you know, greatness, we're on the path of trying to achieve our own greatness. We don't know where that will take us. We don't know if that means we'll be a hundred person company eventually or a thousand person, or maybe we stay at 20, 25 people. 25 great people works for me. Well, that's the point. (laughs) We would would much rather have 25 great people than 25 great people, 15 mediocre people, and five people who drive us crazy. So let's define great. But let, let me, let me let's one, def- one more thing I want to I say on this. So yes. we still have a few minutes left here. But in, in this process, and in this process of greatness, peer-to-peer has turned up the differentiation engine right now by pumping out podcasts, by pumping out quality videos, by bringing on great agents like you. Thank These you. are the things that are helping peer-to-peer stand out. And if we have 30, 40 a hundred podcasts and we have these amazing videos over time it is hard to catch up with us that's right there there is a first mover competitive advantage and there's no question in my mind that when you go to let's say our website it looks different than these other you know real estate company websites you go to their websites and it's like there's a search bar to look for properties and there's some propaganda we do not have a search engine for for websites I know and and they're and they're all the biggest greatest largest luxury whatever independent whatever what do you think Diana? yes so this goes into my two other traits um, because I think you can only be great and you only succeed if you are also passionate you can only do greatness if you're working hard and if you're passionate about what you're doing. You believe in yourself. You have the self-confidence to say yourself or do every day the things what you love to do. Um, and it kind of all comes in a circle. Because if you don't have that, if you're not excited about what you are doing, you can't succeed for, in the long run because you're just going to be miserable. So you need to be passionate. You need to feel the excitement every day that I'm going to be better, I'm going to do a great whatever I, I'm, I'm planning on doing. 
Um, it, it kind of all comes together. But at the end of the day, you also need to be ethical. You need to push the envelope. This is sales. You need to... Um, so don't, uh, define ethical in real estate to me. Tell me what ethical means Don't to you. Don't cheat. <laughs> you need to sleep well at the end of the day. Yes, this is sales, so you need to, uh, you know, you are pushing the envelope and, you know, um, you know it's business, it's about a lot of money. Uh, but at the end of the day, you can, you, you can be unethical, you can cheat, you can, uh, you know, hurt people. Um, y- y- yeah. Okay. And so let me just say something about the thing. It's, you know, I, as the prices have gone up and inventory has gone down, I see a lot of people, a lot of agents... No one here, but other agents, other companies doing stuff that like, I just like shaking my head going, really? You know? And what I'll tell everyone... Give, give, give an example. Is there anything that comes to mind? About well, 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 yeah, yeah. When you put, it, when you put an offer in and it doesn't get, you know, even presented and you see someone sold a property and double popped it for less money than your offer, right. that's, that's pretty damn unethical. Right. You know? Or if you see, um, you know, these off-market sales where people are selling stuff you know, yeah. again, or double popping it for less than it would sell in the open market. Right. You know, that's probably also illegal, but, you know, there's certainly unethical and it goes to illegal. But here's the, here's the main reason, other than you shouldn't do it because we're not supposed to and we have certain standards and, you know, you want to sleep at night, but markets change. And I saw all the people that did all these unethical and illegal things during the uh, previous downturn and you know, the short sale foreclosure era, mm-hmm. they're all out of the business now. That's amazing. They're all out of the business. Right. And markets change. And I see people who have been long-term agents in this industry and in the South Bay just doing things that, you know, market's going to change. And there's some people who have really long memories, like Ellis Posner. <laughs> and, and who, who, I would never who, cross that guy. I would never cross that guy because he can appear to be a nice, mellow kind of... You know, sh- right. slow, short, old guy, but uh, don't don't count him out. I won't cross that guy. Right, but and Ellis, and Ellis has a long memory. But that's a key and, to this business. You yeah. don't know what happens in the back room when a deal is in play. Yeah. You don't know what decisions are, are being made by yeah. something you did 10 years ago. Yeah. And, Believe me, I have a list of people who have crossed me. Yeah. And if I have a choice and that person's on my desk and I there's multiple offers, I will tell my client, here's my knowledge of this transaction. That's right. That's right. And, that, and that's that. You can share with your client, look... These offers are about the same. Here's what happened with an interaction with this person before. And I'm not saying I'm vengeful, looking to get even. I always will put my clients' needs first. Right. What is the best advice? And you told me this before that you got from our old... The three of us had the same old broker. Yeah. And I don't mean he was old, but he was. He was older than me. So a lot older <laughs> than me. But he gave you amazing advice once about working with your peers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I didn't get this as early when I was in the business. as you have to get along with everyone in the business. And, you know... And I would say there's people, we met someone the other day, I should remain nameless, who was an agent we were, you know, talking to about joining peer-to-peer, and he told Blake more or less, you know, gee, I was doing probably my first deal in the business, and, you know, Ellis was on the other side, and he really tried to help me. I, he said he didn't realize at the time how much I tried to help him, Okay. you know, and... Um, That's excellent to know. Yeah, and... I've tried to help many people over the years. I'd like to say it's paid off really well for me, but you know, there's I do get people once or twice a week, other agents who I don't even remember, and they'll say, you know, gee, you know, ten years ago I was, you know, working on a deal with you, and you really went out of your way to make this happen or do this or, uh, you know, uh, you know, do whatever. So yeah, I just want to go back to also pursuit of greatness versus you know excellence and how they kind of intersect. So every day. 
I try to improve in some area of the areas I focus on, which basically I'm a pretty boring guy, so it's health and business. Right. You know? and, um, they're intertwined. They're intertwined, yeah. Because you can't do your best in you know, business unless you're really in peak health, and you can't be in peak health unless you are set, you know, or not, I'm going to say set, but a little bit more um, uh, know where you're going financially and, and, and secure in your business. And, you know, excellence, so greatness is being is pushing the envelope for the most you can do. If Blake can, you know, do the marathon and whatever you said, three hour, 45 minutes, a lot of people can't do it at all. So when that's was, great. When I was 30, though. So when you were 30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, and then, um, but, you know, excellence is setting that new standard. So you might do three hours and 45 minutes today. Or My or personal best. Your personal best. Yeah. But you might set a standard for other people in similar, let's say, uh, body size, weight, age, condition, that they could try to, um, you know, achieve. And so that's I, what I, I excellence for, is about. I know for a fact, yeah. on those, maybe that same thought line, that because I did that, people said, well, Blake can do that. That's I right. can do that. So there's yeah. got to be 20 plus people who ran marathons because... If you. Blake can do it, I can do it. Right, and that's the only what, one did a better speed. And that, but but that's what excellence is about. Right. Is you set a standard that others want to uh, attain, or, right? Or you know whatever. But not. But again, you wouldn't have in that marathon said, "Well, gee, I'm going to look at whatever brand of shoe the guy who uh, <laughs> who won it was wearing, right. and I'm going to buy those shoes in that size and put them on, whether they fit or not, right. and go out and run this marathon. Exactly, because that would be lunacy. But that's what agents do every day. Exactly. That's what agents do every day, and they get totally off track, and they fail and burn out of the business. That's exactly Look the best thing you yourself. ever said. That right there is phenomenal. Thank you. Look within <laughs> yourself for where you are great, and you are different, and then try to achieve your own personal excellence, and you will make money in this business, I guarantee it. Okay. So real quickly, Diana, yes. what is your, in real estate, personal greatness? What, 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 make, what makes Diana Roberts, which is peer-to-peer? Yes, you are, you I, are, you are my only goal here is to make everybody happy. Uh, Define everybody, agents, clients, who? Yes, every side of the transaction. At the end of the day, everybody needs to be happy. That's the ultimate goal in this business. Because if you make everybody happy, then business is going to come. You're going to make deals. You're going to make more money. Everything is based on customer service and the, the pursuit of, of making... Um, yeah, people satisfied and happy. Okay. We are and the happy makers. We're, we're happy makers. Yes. You know, I don't, I don't disagree. There are many days, I must say, where we're, we're unhappy mm-hmm. because we allow... Human nature seems to, seems to crave being dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. Seems to crave the negative. And when you have the, the win, it's sometimes not enough. Mm-hmm. So the three-hour and 45-minute marathon, I wanted more. But you know what? My next marathon was 415. No. Whoops. <laughs> and my next marathon was 445. Whoops. So I achieved my best and that was it because I couldn't attain that level of work. And in real estate, you also have the ability to work hard and make more business, but there's, there's a cost. There's a balance in life we all need to achieve and that balance is work and happiness. And unlike a sport that takes physical effort, real estate is mental in so many mm-hmm. respects. So the mental It's all mental. It's mindset. It's mindset. mindset. 100% mindset. So keep ego in check. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Driving to work this morning, there's an agent, and I'm not going to give her a gender. Um, you know, I don't know what her business is like, but it's, it's, it's on the lower end of the scale. It's, she does some business. 
but she puts gigantic photos of herself on every one of her songs. Oh, yeah, I know. And I think to myself, why is the person who's not doing that much business, have, why does that person have the gigantic photo? It's ego. That person's mm-hmm. ego is so big and out of check. And it's a gigantic head. It's a head the size of a Mount Rushmore head, essentially. As opposed to saying, how do I improve my business? This agent's response is, I'm going to put my photo on everything because I want people to know my face. The reality is people don't remember your face off those things because they don't see it. They're invisible. What they say is, oh, a home is for sale on that corner. Mm-hmm. That's what they see. Well, it's about what is in it for them, not, not right. your face. Well, more importantly, is this business about you, Ellis, or is nope. it about, it's about you trying to meet the needs of clients in real estate? Yeah. Yeah, and I would say every time you get off track and it's about you, you're going to lose. Okay, give me yes. some examples of that, Ellis. Well, it was a funny article on, um, uh, on Inman, I didn't finish reading it this morning, about uh, commission breath, <laughs> you know, and that's when the agent is more concerned with their commission than they are with what's best for the client. Right. And I think 100% of the time you have to say, what is best for my client? Right. And, you know, if you can do that, you've achieved a mild level of greatness <laughs> because it's not always easy to do, but it's what is best for the client? How do I best serve the client? And um, not how do I get my next paycheck. So to put that into really simple words, if you're in a deal and you're making no money and you're pissed off, but you say to yourself, you know what, I'm doing the right thing for my client. Does that mean you've achieved that next level of greatness? Uh, you've achieved something. I'm not sure what. But um, <laughs> there, was something, uh, there was something I shared with um, one of uh, uh, our agents last week that... I was talking about Zig Ziglar, and he was a trainer before right, the right. Mike Ferries and the Tom Ferries and whatever. He was the original. He was one of the, one of the him and, uh, what's the other guy's name? I can't think. Uh, Tom, Hop- Tom Hopkins? I'm not sure. Uh, not Tom. No. Uh, Tom or whatever. Anyway, so, um, uh, but Zig Ziglar was one of the original trainers and coaches whenever. Not real estate, just everything. And maybe like 35 years ago, because I'm an old guy, I went to some Zig Ziglar training. Maybe it was longer than 35 years ago. And about halfway through, and I'm sitting there, and I'm real fidgety, and I'm like, you know, don't want to be sitting anywhere. About halfway through, he said, you get what you want by helping other people get what they want. I wrote that down, got up and left, and I was able to run with that for about 20 years after that. That is the and best line I've ever heard. Not my line, Zig Ziglar. You get, you get what you want by helping other people get what they Excellent. want. Correct. And that 100%, 1,000% applies to real estate whether it's a buyer or a seller, help them get what they want. So what, and, should, what should the training mantra be for the average agent to yeah. start headed towards their personal best? Yeah, help other people exactly. get what they want. You get what you want, help other people get what they right. want. That's the yeah. best line ever. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and that is the business we're in. Right. And it goes to what Diana said as well, which we also refer to as the customer or client experience. If they have a great experience with you, You'll get a review, help them get what they want, and you will get what you want, which is that paycheck. But sometimes you have to help them redefine what they want. Because right. if, if someone wants a deal and buy, they want to buy a place in the Manhattan uh, tree section for a million five, you know, with three bedrooms and two baths, it ain't going to happen. Right. So, so, so if you need to help them redefine, then do that. But you get what you want by helping them get what they want. Um, excellent. Okay, so we are at the bewitching hour for this call. It is time for us to wind things down. Thank you for those who attended, and I uh, really appreciate your your ongoing efforts to be part of the peer-to-peer team. 
And to any of you out there in the great unwashed world of real estate, we welcome you to our calls and please spread the word that peer-to-peer has something to say and what we say has meaning, value, and hopefully helping us grow towards our personal best and our personal greatness here at Peer-to-Peer Brokers. Yes, anything in, anything in closing, Ellis? Challenge yourself to be great. Diana, anything in closing? Yeah, do your best every day. Sleep well. Sleep well, do your best every day, and what about anything else? No. Okay, I just mean, try to... Very simple. To pull, Super simple, but it's very hard to do. <laughs> so sometimes the simplest things are the hardest. Yes. Okay. And uh, I think Ellis and Diana said all I have to say, so thank you very much to all of you. Have a lovely and wonderful day and a powerful week. Thank you for joining us today at Peer-to-Peer Brokers and this week's podcast. Every week we have a new podcast, so please subscribe and join in, and any feedback would be greatly appreciated. Have a wonderful and successful week.